like accents. No. What do you mean? That's so lazy. How is that? La- do you like fucking accents? <laughs> you like the fucking accents or not? I do. Okay. What's the rest? This is part of the recording. No. Do you like accents? By heading justice, <laughs> then you come to the right place. Wow. This week, my case is called the Facebook Rapist. Ah, Chanel. <laughs> the fuck? That's the name of the case. I didn't want to give away the rest of the story. <laughs> what is the rest of the story? When you played as Susanna, you played as Susanna. It's very literal. What is the name of your case, Susanna? Outsider. So we just switched place today. So we missed a week. Not that it really matters because, you know, um, structure less structure over here and proud. Susanna had a wisdom tooth taken out and it's tax season. It's been a week, you know? Susanna, how are you feeling? Good, better than what I thought it would, to be honest. I am incredibly disappointed. <laughs> because fuck? when Susanna told me she was getting her wisdom to take it out, the first thought I had is that there's about to be an amazing video <laughs> of coming out of this event, and I am going to be entertained. And there is not a single fucking video available. I, here's the thing, because I rarely filter on a regular basis. I think a video will be very... Of me, hi, it will be very um, boring. Yes. No, you don't. I know. call you high on meth. I already given you that. What what meth? Meds. Oh, you have to be careful, Susanna. Meth is a different thing. You know, well, like meds. Meds. When I told you uh, for the appendix. Yeah, that was nice. There you go. That was fun. <laughs> what did I say? Nothing. Yeah. I just fell asleep. Yeah, but I was still disappointed. Like, I feel like if I needed to see a video, I wanted to know if you knew who Ryan was when he came to pick you up. Like, people are super disoriented. If you want to see me do talking nonsense, vodka is the the one to get me. Vodka is disgusting. That's why I stay away from it. Vodka is so disgusting. It is disgusting. I I think I'm... But that will will be the one to do it. I have vodka PTSD. (laughs) You know why? Because in my 20s, the cheap drink was Smirnoff Ice. You remember Smirnoff Ice? Oh my God. If Mm. I have a Smirnoff Ice, now I'll vomit. Just the thought. Mm. Just the Mm -hmm. thought. For me, it's gin. Is it gin? Oh my God. Gin is okay. But But they they will give you... Chanel, it it was so cheap. It was so bad and so cheap. Sky vodka. mm, with no, orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chanel. Sky drunk, no, but with, no, tra- with Tampico orange oh, juice. My gastritis is like, hey, hello. <laughs> no, but Chanel, but they will give you like a, a cooler, right? Yeah. Ice. Orange juice. That stupid... The sky bo- the scu- the, the, No, the, the, um, the gin. Oh, gin, okay. The stupid gin... And cups, cups like, uh, like you. Uh, yeah, because the thing is, they know nah, 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 that at nah, nah, a young nah. age, your goal is uh, just to get drunk. Just to get drunk. It's not. To, it's not to be sensible. <laughs> so for us, replace gin with sky vodka, mm. and you have exactly what it is. We would go to this club called Zen, and when we would go to Zen, the cheapest drinks would be a screwdriver. And you have you have the option to get fancy, but. Really, you're, there's no fancy, there's when, no you're fancy when you're drinking those basic but vodkas and stuff. But you're already fancy than me because this is a liquor store that give you the thing. Oh no! So the one time we did go to the liquor store at school, I decided to try something called hard wine, which is like a <laughs> local wine. And Susanna, I felt like our ship sounds like <laughs> uh, uh, that's like that's exa- I lay down under a tree, mm. and I was like, I'll never hard wine will never pass my lips. 
again <laughs> okay and it didn't it didn't i've oh, never had it God. again any of my friends listening to this will know i swore off hard wine the minute i tried it i was like i'll never have this again i don't know why people have no, it man. one time marco marco and i we were so like we just didn't didn't have money man we did <laughs> not how all the stories we did not have the money so we're like the lowest of the lowest of the rum like the like problematic no 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 problematic was fancy compared to <laughs> this is the drunks like the alcoholics that they will come right 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 and and like, i think in trinidad that might be double dog or vat 19 didn't that trini's listening to this let me know if vat 19 or double dog is the ones for like the people who just Listen, like drink uh-huh, so <laughs> we got that oh my god and because we used to smoke we got the uh Mar- marboro uh 100 it's mm-hmm. we call it marboro 100 it's the longest cigarette in the world and you're sharing the and we're sharing. <laughs> that's how that's how broke we were <laughs> i was so drunk and we watched the fast and the furious awesome the first one the cars were going so slow <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible and i like but aren't they supposed to be racing <laughs> this bitch are going so slow oh my god so that was know. that was Oh, that was I, a treat. I don't know. I don't know how we got on the topic of the bad alcohol. Because you wanted to give me... Do you want to see me all high? I call you high. I've given uh, you material. We recorded yeah. when... <laughs> we recorded when I was high. Remember you did. Black and Jesus? Then, and then the time we got super drunk. Um, remember when oh, we tried the, uh, to... We tried yeah, to drink oh, at the, 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 the party and then mm. we got drunk and we tried to drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and the, ugh, the, the, and um, then we ended up ordering warm, wings instead. The warm sorrel. Oh my God. No. The, yeah, with the warm sorrel. That oh is correct. my goodness. That was a disaster. Yes. yes. That was not nice. Yeah, no. Yeah. You see, you have seen. It's still not enough. I feel things. like if I wanted this, I really was looking forward to some kind of wisdom tooth material. And I was very disappointed when you told me that there was no video. Because I was There's ready to no message video. Ryan, you know. I was like, it's too late to message Ryan now. When I messaged you. <laughs> I was like, tomorrow morning I'm going to message him. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Ryan, where's the video? <laughs> I don't think he would even take a video if that was the case. If somebody, if I get a wisdom tooth taken out and I get to gas or some kind of very serious drug and nobody videotapes me, I'll never speak to those people again because I expect to know what the fuck I was doing during that time. Like, I want to know. I don't want somebody to tell me. I don't want it to be alleged. I want to know. Even if I'm embarrassed, you know. Mm-hmm. It had a girl, she was getting put in the car by the dental hygienist and she cried because she wasn't going home with her. Anyway, well, just a little switch of gears because, you know, I always have like a treat of a story for the week for you. I had the option to go with something sinister, but it's in keeping with my case. I decided not to talk about that. This one is interesting. A 76-year-old man got charged after he dig up his mother remains and he placed her mummified body on his couch in front of his TV for 13 years. He was just chilling in the house with his dead mums for 13 years. So the next time anybody, any of our listeners, you feel you have mother-in-law problems, just remember this man. Was he married? I have questions. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, like, obviously, whoever he was dated with could not compete with his mommy. Because here we are. And he have the mother post up in front of him. he was dating anybody. Like, that's so unfair. So many same eligible singles out there. And this motherfucker with the I feel like that mom. list, the same list is short. 
Like you think there is a lot of sane option. Yeah, I don't know how you people do it. I don't really don't know either. I think people just get fed up and they eventually just kind of settle with the least of most crazy. You know? Uh, don't we own this marriage for you? <laughs> yeah. Because I mean like honestly, people are insane. They're insane. Just remember that the dating pool includes the guy with the doll, Emily. You know there is a Colombian one similar to, with that with uh, but she the, the doll? Yes. She's Have so you awesome. seen but Emily? You're gonna get yourself a doll. Please. Have you seen Emily? Yes, yes, you show me. Miss Emily, right? Yeah, the one that cheated on so me. The, yeah, because the, the, potato the black head baby and the black potato. baby chick or Yeah, no. but the Colombian doll ugly? Yeah, it's it? so ugly. Oh Chanel, my. She's just cute. You have a good point. Like, why would you get what? a fake doll? But this that is the same hot? here. That's true. He got a fake doll and he created drama. Drama. Mm. You're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You see, this just goes to show men are not happy unless they're stressed out. Remember we talked about this? I stand by that now. Double down. <laughs> like, you know? I think you just... keep them on their toes. That's right. You do need to keep them on your toes. Anyway, okay, the Facebook rapist. So I want to start this case by saying that the true story here is of the victims. Like in all cases. I think even with true crime podcasts, we tend to talk about the, the assailant more. Because I think we are all curious as a society as to how people can devolve into that kind of mental state that they do something like the things that they do. But in this case, unfortunately, I couldn't really get a lot of detail about the victims themselves. Given the sensitive nature of the crimes and the fact that they happen in South Africa, I had to go with whatever information I could get. Now, I have a VPN. I still tried my best, but, you know, court documents and stuff couldn't get them. So we're going to start at the end. That's where we're starting. Thomas Tabo Bester. Tabo? Tabo. I think it's Tabo. Mm-hmm. Tabo Bester was identified, tried, and convicted. One article said he pleaded guilty ah. as South Africa's Facebook rapist. Okay. Where it was known at the time that he used social media to lull women into a false sense of security, promising them modeling jobs, then raping and robbing them. Specifically, he raped and um, robbed two models at knife point. As you said, you don't always have to use a gun. Mm -hmm. After that, he robbed and butchered his former girlfriend and aspiring model, Nomfundo Tayulu, to death at a bed and breakfast. So he lured the other woman, pretending, I guess, maybe to be a photographer or something. Mm -hmm. And then he had a girlfriend who was a model, but that one he killed. Now, back in 2012, the not yet convicted, so he wasn't convicted, he was just, you know, on trial or whatever, Mm -hmm. Tabo gave an interview claiming that he turned to a life of crime out of desperation to support his three children and clarified, quote, I'm a killer, but I'm not a rapist. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. He sees that. He, oh, huh. never raped nobody. So I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. I didn't rape you. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Tabo as a justification. There's a line. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tabo as okay. a justification for his actions was quoted as giving the following insight into himself. Into himself. 
quote, I did what I had to do in order to survive. Mm. I was abandoned by my parents and left in the care of my alcoholic grandmother. Mm-hmm. People, she, people she worked for helped put me through school. Mm. And then he went on to talk about how he dropped out in grade five and he had to fend for himself. The article went on to say that Tabo was extremely artific- articulate, but in my opinion, he was just manipulative. Going on to say, quote, the first time I was abused, it was by a man my grandmother sent to me who was going to circumcise me. The man didn't do a proper operation, but only did a partial cutting. Instead, he raped me. And apparently he said this while heaving and sobbing and, you know. Yeah. And then he said at barely 10 years old, he then got raped by one of his grandmother's friends who apparently kept him behind closed doors for a week and sodomized him to the point that he needed an operation on his rectum. Oh my. He, his, his abuse did not stop there, and he was allegedly molested by various family members of the grandmother's side oh of the my. family. And then forced to fend from himself since the age of 12, although he said he started at 5, so the article's already contradictory. Mm-hmm. He said at 12 he had to fend for himself completely because the grandmother got ill. So he had to sleep in a squatter camp and started hanging out with groups of like, you know, runaways and and people who were scrapping on the street. Mm -hmm. And that's how he learned to hustle for food. So he's a survivor. Mm. He said in that time where he was just trying to survive is when he got introduced to the world of fraud and corruption. He said people asked him to cash fraudulent checks and run errands for them. And that's how he got paid. In 2009, he was eventually caught for his fraudulent activity and he got a two-year suspended sentence, meaning he didn't go to jail, I believe. Okay. Um, but he did do a little bit of time. He was detained for some time and his abuse did not stop. I want you to understand this man is a victim or at he's least this victim. is the picture he's mm-hmm. painting. He said, during my detention, I was gang raped by a group of inmates and they also shoved a bottle of sunlight and water up my anus meant to release any valuables they thought might have been hiding in my body cavity. Graphic. I know. But that's what he said happened to him. That's what they do to rapists in Venezuela, you know? Yeah, this I believe. I believe. I believe. But at this time, he had not been arrested for rape. At that time, he had just been arrested for the fraud. Okay. And he's saying when he was in jail, that's what they did to him. Uh Resisting the rapist label, Tabo was quoted as saying that, It's not like I wake up in the morning sexually frustrated. I'm a father. I have daughters and would not want anyone raping them. But before you get into thinking that maybe, just maybe, he didn't really rape those women, just know I read another article where he said he didn't know he was committing rape until the act was done. So he Uh. has given several interviews and the interviews are kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Additionally, although he was boldface in his admission of being a killer, he tried to justify his actions, saying his intention with the girlfriend was just to rob her oh. so that he could pay his rent so he could be closer to his daughters. Please. I'm telling you what the man said. He's saying... This man has some balls. He's man. saying he was abused. He got abused by the grandmother family. He got abused by random people. He got abused when he went to jail. He, yeah. And he got put on the bad track by other people. Yeah. He didn't do that. Mm. He, it's constant victim. He went to jail. He got gang raped there. Then he never raped the people, even though he said in a different article that he didn't realize he was raping them until he was done raping them. Mm. Then he it have a video out there of him admitting to what he did, eh? just by the way. So I don't know where he's making up all these things in his head. 
And then now he's saying he didn't want to rob the girlfriend. He had to do it to be close to the daughter. Mm. This man is our Robin Hood. This man is a fucking narcissist. Right. So, even saying, quote, I needed the money and I knew she had some. By then, I was not going to get funds from the investors I came to see in Cape Town. Investors in what? I don't know. Probably another fraudulent scam. That night, I wanted to scare her. So I took a knife. But we got into a struggle. As she held my arm, my hand slipped and I stabbed her. I tried to stop the bleeding, but there was just too much blood. That's the knife's fault. This is what it sounds like to me. why did she take his hand. Why did she fight him? Yeah. She's wrong. Yeah. She just had to there try to understand yes. his struggle. Of course. He's a victim. He's a victim. Mm. Tabo insisted that he didn't think he could get the police to believe that the death of Numfundo was an accident given the fact that he knew that at the time he was wanted for rape. So, but Tabo... But not a rapist, so she, no, no, she no. shouldn't be concerned. He, because he just wanted mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Tabo played hide and seek with the authorities trying to escape the charges. But from the tone of the articles I read, Tabo couldn't keep, couldn't help but live it up while he was on the run. And the police eventually caught up with him. Mm-hmm. And he was ultimately sentenced to 50 years for the two rapes and a further life plus 25 years for murder and aggravated robbery of Numfundo. So in total, he was doing life plus 75 years. Mm. It's too short. Tabo Besta would never see the world as a free man again mm-hmm. and he would die in prison. Prison life, though, didn't really stop him because he kind of reveled in his high-profile criminal status, as you do. You know, he was so into himself. And he became besties with another high-profile convict named, the, or dubbed, the Black Heath taxi killer, Jacob Humphreys, who was himself serving 20 years for the deaths of 10 schoolchildren who had died in a taxi while he was driving at the Black Heath level crossing. I don't have details on that story, but... I guess what happened here is that Tabo's like, I'm famous, you're famous, Let's we should be friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So the spotlight should be on us. Yes. Mm. So Tabo was proud of his association with Jacob, even going as far as saying, quote, we are both sort of high profile prisoners in here. We mainly discuss church, right? He, meaning Humphreys, is an older man and I'm obviously very young. He gives me advice and I give him advice as well. Mm. When he was asked about how he was doing behind bars, even though he has this new thriving celebrity relationship, mm-hmm. Tabo didn't hesitate to put himself in the role of the victim again. Please. Saying, quote, I am only 23 years old and life is a very long time. I have lost all my friends. I feel alone. I was put in a single cell because I'm regarded as a so-called high-profile inmate. So 90% of the time, I am alone. To deal with everything, I am taking antidepressants, sleeping tablets, and a CS psychologist three times a week. Just want to stop there to say, that's so fucking expensive out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I sleep for 22 hours, and the two hours I'm awake, I eat. When asked if he ever cried, he said, it's the only thing you can do here. It's like crying becomes your friend. Because he and they're doing life now. He's 23 and he had to be in there forever, right? He's struggling. Unex- Somebody living the life there. Yeah. Unexpectedly or expectedly, given the implied state of his mental health from that previous statement, mm-hmm. 
Tabo's death came sooner than anyone who was praying for long justice would have liked. So if you were hoping he was going to spend the rest of his days in jail, that didn't happen. Technically, he did. Yeah, technically. But if he wanted it to be a long time, he didn't. Because Tabo's body was found at 3.35 a.m. in his burnt-out cell Good. at the privately yes. run prison in Bloemfontein mm-hmm. in May 2022, where it was believed he set himself on fire, Good. likely to mm-hmm. escape his terminal detention. Mm. One of the victim's mother says that her nightmares stopped almost immediately upon hearing of his death and that mm-hmm. she even celebrated. Yeah. And that was the end of Tabo Bester and his reign of terror. Well, it would have been. Ah, uh, fuck. He escaped. If recent DNA tests of the charred body didn't realize that they belonged to someone else. The friend. We, no, no, no. I think oh. I think Jacob Humphreys, he's too high profile. He couldn't kill him. Mm. They would have noticed he missed it. Son of a bitch. Immediately, this raised the question of who body was in the cell, where the hell was Tabo, and how the hell did he escape? So the Ministry of Justice said they would leave no stone unturned. But it seems like the public was doing a better job of hunting Tabo because footage of him and Nandifa Mogodumana, or Dr. Nandi, was taken at Woolworth's department store. Mm-hmm. Shopping. Just out and about. Yeah. Like, Somebody like see him and take a picture. No, like, like this not This not um, the Facebook rapist. Mm-hmm. He just out here in these streets, right? It is believed that Dr. Nandy is, is Tabo's new squeeze. And he, that she, who is a celebrity aesthetics doctor, so she's like a plastic surgeon. Get this, Susanna. Allegedly, she's accused of practicing illegally. And according to the Health Professions Councils of South Africa, HPCSA, she's no longer a registered doctor. Oh, shit. But how did Dr. Nandi help him get out of jail? And what is her plan? Is she going to do some sort change of back alley butt surgery yeah. to like change his look and change his yeah. look? It seems like it was definitely an inside job mm-hmm. because the camera footage was deleted. Okay. And hours after the body was found, prisoners were ordered to wash down the cell, which essentially washed away any criminal evidence yeah. for review by any of the authorities. A prisoner was quoted as saying, the whole thing is a cover-up, and that the officials went in there and removed items from the cell before setting it on fire. And, and because of this, the escape that happened had the public out crying, calling for the government to stop utilizing private prisons. Mm-hmm. Because they could be bought, you yeah. know, the private person. Either way, the disappearance of Tabo called out the possible corrupt nature of private prisons in South Africa and has led to a larger discussion. Now, mind you, this discovery happened very recently. Eh? <laughs> so he's been out in the streets for a while because since last year, they thought he dead. One of the victim's mothers said they believe the escape and the cover up came from higher up because there was no way Tabo could have escaped a supermax prison like that without more help. And quote, for years, the victims have been trying to move on with their lives and rebuild. To have this happen, I am absolutely heartbroken. Dr. Nandi and Tabo are still on the lam from the police as we speak. So it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Anywhere. And he could look anyhow because the doctor who he with is a plastic surgeon. Isn't that insane? What are your thoughts? Such a sour note. What are your thoughts? 
I, it's just so disgusting. Somebody had said that they don't think he's a threat to Dr. Nandi. Probably because he needs Dr. Nandi. But one, uh, who knows what's going to happen once he doesn't need Dr. Nandi. And two, we know he's, what's gonna happen he's a he... bigger threat to women. Like the other women out in South Africa. Like he's a bigger threat to the women he encounters. The only hope is that Dr. Nand- Nandi is nastier than him. And he's doing him wrong. Like worse. Or she slips in the surgery. You know, maybe she's doing a little something close to his neck and she sneezes. Oh. <laughs> maybe. So yeah, so he's just out here living his life. The, pol- the police and the officials are thry- trying to find him. At any point, I imagine Dr. Nandi is preparing for some sort of back alley surgery to change his features and her features. Mm-hmm. And here we are in some sort of fucking telenovela. Um, no, this is like that's worse. General cause... Hospital drama, or Jane the Virgin, or Jane the Virgin. Yeah. Anyway, what are your thoughts? It is. I don't know. Things like this makes you question. Like, how can you be so nasty and still get out of that? But if you've convinced yourself that you are the victim in the situation, I mean, I get how he got there. I'm not saying he's right. But in his head, he's the one who has been wronged. You know? It has nothing you can say. He is a victim of the man. He's a victim of the government. He's a victim of the system. I, again, I hate this. Burn alive would have been the, the, the least. The justice. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can see that. I can see that. But if you look up the case, all of the headlines is um, Facebook rapist who was thought to be dead escaped prison. So they're all looking for him. He probably already skipped the country since last year, May 2022. Yeah. And how sick would you be that you're going to help this motherfucker out of prison? You don't know what he promised Dr. Nandi. What could he? Dr. Nandi probably fall in love. Me and Kidney, sometimes we just watch clips of um, Life After Lockup or Prison Love or something like that. We do. And it's fascinating. Oh, it's just an outsider, this is. Outsider. It's a sad story. It's a sad story. Of course it is. Stacy Parker and Curtis Jones started dating. But as every story goes, Curtis is a motherfucking aggressive man. Right from the beginning. In regardless of him being an aggressive man, they decided to have kids. Mm. And in 1985, they welcomed their first daughter, Catherine Jones. And in 1986, they welcomed the second kid, Curtis Junior Jones. Curtis Junior Jones? Junior Jones. Curtis Junior. Mm-hmm. Jo- okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When Stacy was pregnant with Catherine, Curtis Sr. hit her so hard that her uterus tore. Wow. I know. Leading to Catherine's premature birth. At how many months? I don't think it was too too far, it but she still like mm-hmm. it wasn't too early, but like the the awful person in me is like Bitch, your uterus is tore. And in 
the next year you're having the next baby curtis jr jones curtis senior aggression only grew and it got worse so much that in 1989 three years after the second baby was born mm-hmm. stacy decided to leave him but she was not able to take the children's with her so she left why couldn't they take the children's so curtis senior Catherine and curtis jr started their lives as a trio trio like the three of that but as we know it takes a village to raise kids mm-hmm. so a family member a male family member from curtis size of course because you know came to live with the three of them to One help out he abused Catherine. Catherine was an a plus student with a bubbly personality and curtis jr was more like an introvert mm-hmm. curtis senior decided to start a relationship with 29 years old sonia nicole spates she was a teacher's assistant stacy had visitations oh. and by 1999 there were three adults living in the house remember curtis, curtis. senior sonia and the family member the brother or whoever the male male family, family member none of the articles identified this motherfucker i mean this male january 6 1999 so very early in the year sonia was making a puzzle 12 year old curtis jr approached her with a gun and shot her in the chest the introvert the introvert okay he panicked he started crying Catherine took the gun, clean Hi. fingerprints. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Or she tried, remember. Mm-hmm. And continued to shoot Sonia. How old is Catherine? 13. And how old Curtis is Curtis Jr.? 12. And so Curtis Jr., the introvert, shoot Sonia, the, the child bride or the father, several times. The sister took over shooting from him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There, there is an article that says that they tried to clean mm. the the scene, but mm-hmm. whatever. So because Kurt was so upset and he basically had a mental breakdown there. Not a mental breakdown. I, that's not the right word. But she was pa- he was panicking. Sorry, mm-hmm. he was panicking. Catherine got nervous, more nervous. Called a best friend, and they went to the best friend's house before going to the best friend house they called 911 and reported that an accident had happened but they left. they left from the friend's house they went to another friend's house and then from the another friend's house they just took off so Catherine told curtis that she was gonna take full responsibility to what for what happened as they run through the wood now 13 12-year-old, 12-year-old panicking. They didn't get too far. And the next day at 7 a.m., the police arrested Catherine and Curtis. They were still in the woods? They were still in the woods. Uh Uh-oh. I don't (laughs) think they went too far. As soon as they were arrested, Curtis took full responsibility. They were immediately taken into custody, of course. And they were tried as adults for first-degree murder the 12 and 13 year old yeah during the trial following was discovered male relatives sexually abused catherine from the age of five to the age of the incident this man did 
everything but penetration. And this is a quote from Catherine. Catherine did tell her family, but no one believed her except Curtis Jr. And Curtis Jr. went to her and said, I believe you because it's happening to me too. Oh my God. One article says that Curtis Jr. was sharing the bed with this man. Hmm. I'm going uh, Every night you want to go to sleep, you know you have to deal with this pig. 12 years, you know. Every night you go to sleep, you yeah. don't want to go to sleep. No. So, in 1994, 1996, and 1998, Child Protective Services got involved with them because there were abuse, mm -hmm. like claims of abuse. So they right? told like teachers and stuff. They like. told they told teachers and one of the um Stacy's Stacy the mother also report the abuse. Mm -hmm. Now, it's so sad. I, I couldn't find why wouldn't she take them. Like why she can get custody of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. During the investigation, child services found out that the male relative had a history of petty crime and pedophilia. Hmm. He escaped the former home after raping his girlfriend's 14-year-old daughter. So why he not on the registry list or something like that? Why he not in jail? It, it, Further to that, there are two kids telling Child Protective Services mm -hmm. that this man is touching them. This man is sexually abusing them and they just... And that oh, information no. should have been accessible. Yeah. So they should have been able, hey, no, he shouldn't be around these children because he have a history yeah. of... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was like it, they, they got to know it. But you know what happened? That the social worker in 1998, talking to Catherine, told her... Well, we're going to just take you away from home. And Catherine, nervous to be far from her brother mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and her father, regardless, I don't know, you and know. to probably face some new traumas. Exactly. Mm -hmm. she, she said, no, 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 we just made it all up. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And after the third child services intervention, mm -hmm. they just closed the case. In 1998, right after the case was closed, by Child Protective Services, Catherine was taking a shower. Mm -hmm. When this man walked into the bathroom, opened the curtains, right, and started to masturbate mm -hmm. as she just goes and cry, curled and cry in the corner. When he finished, when he come, he go and put a 50 cents, 50 cents on top of the toilet seat. Fucking for her thing. and leaves Fucking so thing. this is a man that is like they know they know like the father know their girlfriend knows and of course the man know hmm. why are we not calling so this man name that time she said i took the hell with this and she went to her diary and she said i'm going to kill all of them all of them but all the adults right and she confessed to her, her brother, this is what's going to happen. And they both of them said, okay, let's do it. Because mm -hmm. that's the only way out. Granted, mm -hmm. these are traumatized, sexually abused, for years kids. So this seems so, like the only option. This mm -hmm. seems like the only option. Again, I, mean, I do not know. If the adults are they told, not helping them. It, the pattern is like they need to get, stay together. Mm -hmm. I do not know, and it's so sad because 
the conditions why Stacy is not in the picture more. Mm. And I'm not trying to be like, why isn't the mother there? But yeah, fuck man. Like, the mother and the father are not the only family members. Anyway, so the first step was for them to get their hand in the the father's nine millimeters gun. So they did that. And who's the first person that they cross upon? Sonia. Sonia doesn't even This kid has been abused. They have been a system. They talked. The adults didn't believe them and they will know that it was happening. And it's not like, oh, this is this guy is a saint and now she's making up stories. No, like he already had a background of yeah, raping this kid. None of these facts were enough to soften the way that those two children were treated in, uh, during their trial. The defense paint the full picture of the abuse. Stacy testified corroborating what the reports from Child Protective Services and yet nothing worked. The prosecution claimed they killed Sonia because they were jealous of her and they wanted their father's attention to themselves because they're selfish, you know? The, the rest of the stuff did not happen. At some point, before trial and after they got arrested, the prosecution offered Catherine a plea deal if she testified against her brother. What fucking shit? What a motherfucking shit. And of course... Why you couldn't just give them both did. a deal based on their age? And just call it a day. But they... Tri- like, to not, of course they tried to I'm trick them into saying, thinking I'm if they don't I'm not saying to excuse them. I'm not saying to excuse them. Like, they have well reason. But fuck... Adults? Really? Both Catherine and Curtis Jr. were sentenced to 18 and 22 years in prison. So she got 18, he got 22. Yeah. Okay. But Catherine insists that they will get the same time. So she appealed, she appealed, so he can get 18. 18. Mm. But in their head, in their little, barely teenage head, they were going to be together in prison. Oh, not realizing she was uh-huh. going to go to a female prison in here. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe they thought they were going to so go to the juvie, but even in juvie, they split them up. Mm. At the time, they were the youngest children in America to be charged as adults for first-degree murder. Little twist here. <laughs> for the first three years in prison, Catherine was in solitary confinement. Ah. Mm-hmm. What'd she do? Uh-huh. She was treated like a monster. And she was called a super predator. All this happened because in Florida, around the time that they were going through trial, this motherfucker, John DeLulio, I don't know how to say his name, came up with an article that called The Coming of Super Predators. He published it in the weekly Standard Magazine. Focused only on crimes committed by black children in an influence prosecution to try these kids as adults. At some point, someone started investigating why all these kids, kids, it was impossible to miss the amount of children that were tried as adults and then put into auto presence, the people start investigating it. And in 2009, Catherine offered an interview to Florida Today. 
she was able to tell her story. And after the interview, she made a friend, a Navy officer. I'm going to call him Ramon. Okay, is his name Ramon? No, it's okay. Ram- Ramos. I don't know how to pronounce it. Let me it. see. Oh, it does, it's like famous, but it's Ramos. Ramos. Yeah. <laughs> Fleming. They started talking. Ramon. <laughs> they they started they started uh talking mm-hmm. and they got married while she was oh, in prison yes in 2016 after serving 16 years in prison curtis and Catherine were released they were both 29 well they were 29 and 30. Mm-hmm. Catherine and ramos had two kids and she is the leader of the campaign for fair sentencing of youth. Mm. And Curtis became an ordained minister. Look at that. He did not offer an interview, mm-hmm. neither Stacy or Curtis Sr. Curtis Sr. stayed with them oh. during trial. He stayed in contact with both of them. While they were in jail. While they were in jail. And what about the Prick family member? Nothing. This entire case is centered around the fact that these children get abused by this Mm -hmm. man. And why have they not been given justice for this abuse? Yep. I'm very confused. Yeah. It's done. That's my case. This is bullshit, Susanna. I mean, I'm glad that they're out. I'm glad that they're back together. I'm glad that she got somebody and she have a... Children, the guy, the name, the guy, um, Remus retired from Navy, from the Navy after she was released to help her adjust, adjust mm. socially. Oh my goodness! No, but could you imagine, oh Susanna? Could you imagine you went to jail for a long time and you came out and you saw what society is now? Like they and, have not gone through. Like they're millennials with all the millennial part of the being exactly, millennial. Exactly, but because, because do you know what I mean? But the thing with the millennial experience is that you're old enough to know what it's like to not be tethered to your phone mm-hmm. and to play outside and to enjoy things yes. with no phone. Yes. But you're also young enough to know a lot of the techie stuff mm-hmm. that the people behind you know, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a weird age group to be in. Yeah. Because, you know, in our parents' group, we have to explain things to them that they maybe they're not like, you know, as savvy with. And then the people behind us, it have lots of videos. Now, one of the challenges is use a rotary phone. <laughs> like the phone I have yeah. here. But anybody who has ever been to my apartment knows I have a rotary phone in my apartment. But I have it because I think they remind me. They're nostalgic and they're cute. Right? I and have uh, a headset. Push it. Oh, you do? A headset that they're, you can push it. Well, Ryan gave me it. You can push it into the your phone. Yeah. And then you talk on a headset. Like it's like a handle. Mm-hmm. I love that, you know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, I think lots of comedians have made the joke, like the younger generation will never know the satisfaction of hanging up on something. Yes! <laughs> you know, like, mm. you know, like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah! Like, you just don't know. You know what I used to hate with the rotary phone? When you miss a number, it's that You have to stay <laughs> over there. Oh, my but God. But my whole point, my whole thing is, is that with the two of them who've gone to jail, right? They just they love. just don't yeah. know, and yeah. you can imagine being so confused. Like yeah. you come, and I'm not saying there aren't people in prison who have the latest things. You know, like yeah, there, but there are people who are very tech savvy. They're in prison. Yeah. They have their phones, but but there are a lot of but people they have, who don't they have. They were that. not exposed at exactly. all because one thing is to be like, well, I went to prison when the Nokia came out. Yeah, yeah. But now, okay, iPhone. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, at least you knew a cell phone. You, you knew something. Yeah, at least you knew Snake. You know, mm. Snake game. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, like, this generation will never know the trauma of having to to push buttons to get the right letter. Because mm. all your mm-hmm. letters were... <laughs> Shit, Alejandro was so fast. I was good, I was good. Oh my God. Yes, you're trying to get mm-hmm. that letter. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And like, they just, they just mm-hmm. won't know. And it's mm-hmm. fine that they don't know because that's the whole point of progress. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just can't imagine how it feels to be somebody who is like... You've just been so segregated from society. You come out every any time I think of people like that, I think of this movie Brendan Fraser was in. You know Brendan Fraser from the Mummy. Yeah, he just won an yeah. Oscar. God bless him. We love him, mm-hmm. right? He was in this movie. I think the movie is called Blast from the Past, which is where his parents were like doom extremes doomsday preppers, mm-hmm. and they were convinced that a bomb was going to get dropped on the U.S. I so they had like a huge bunker in the basement. You know, I, that appeals to me. You know, I want a bunker, <laughs> right? And so they have like a huge bunker in the basement where they set up like a hydroponic system with plants so that they could get oxygen. They have food. So they had like the a whole, whole thing. thing. Mm. The mother and the father and him get down there, they lock themselves <laughs> in, and they prepare to wait out the nuclear winter. You know, mm-hmm. many years. Something happens. I can't remember what, right? If somebody, somebody was sick, or if, mm-hmm. no, if something was wrong with the hydroponic system. Uh-huh. But they send him up into the world <laughs> for him to go get whatever help mm-hmm. it is they need. But what they're, ex- what they're prepping him for is disaster. Mm. There is nothing up there. And everybody's There's, like... Mm-hmm. It's going to be a wasteland. Mm-hmm. You might have to shoot a <laughs> rabbit. You know? Like, no, you don't understand. Like, they're preparing him for nothing. Okay? Mm. Like, there's going to be nothing up there when you go up there. You have to have your wits about you. It's going to be ah. lawless. Mm. He gets up there, and there's people mm. driving cars mm. and... Not that they didn't have cars, but like newer cars. Yeah. It have like this where they used to live is now like a store. <laughs> <laughs> so he like comes in and it's like a store. Buildings and shit. And he's just like looking around. He doesn't <laughs> understand anything. And that is how I imagine it is for people who go yeah. to prison. And then you find that uh, there's a lot of cases of people going back to prison because that's all they know and understand. Oh, yeah. Most of the sources on this is articles on how they will adapt to or prison. how people how people mm-hmm. yes they like and the structure it's also another another angle of sorry another angle of that 2009 article was that a lot of the kids that were released three months later they were back in mm-hmm. or dead mm-hmm. because they but, they like they will like purposely get do trouble. something so they can go yes, back to what they mm-hmm. it's comforting like mm-hmm. imagine you mm-hmm. let me out yeah i have my freedom mm-hmm. but now i have a criminal record people mm-hmm. don't want to hire me because i have a criminal record i have no skills mm-hmm. because i was in prison uh, yeah and now i'm out here no way to get hired no way to learn anything new. and now i just have and to fend so for my myself my only option uh-huh. is to go back because at least there i have food i have a bed mm-hmm. i have friends mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i had a girl who was talking about how her retirement plans to commit a crime because at least then she don't have to pay a mortgage no she get food every day mm-hmm. she get medical you know and it's case very scary that people are actually thinking like this like mm-hmm. hmm, how do i prep for my retirement years i can't save any money i can't own a house i'm in chronic crippling debt what are my options? Aha, I'll commit a crime. Let's go. 
and I'm gonna go to jail. Yeah. But you know what's she's like on she said that for the first few years well not the first few years, for the first few nights mm-hmm. she's like at least we're not getting raped by this man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're That's what Catherine said. Yeah. And that is a relief. Yeah. We are but like, yet can you imagine how horrible about your them. life you no know, they have not done shit no. about it? No. You know what's funny about this? Is that I, I'm going to say it, but I, people are going to be like, rah, rah, rah. I've never been one to immediately go to race as the core of any issue. That's not me. Like, I'll, I might occasionally make fucked up jokes, but it's not my go-to. I usually think, mm, you know, what is maybe this person's intention? What do they mean before I get to the point of being like, it's a race thing, mm-hmm. right? But in the United States. They make it impossible for you to have mm. any conversation that doesn't involve race because race is the core of everything. Like right now, for example, the arguments, while their economy implodes, mm. while their society falls apart, while they continue to allow their children to get blown to smithereens mm-hmm. with AR-15s, while all of that is happening, the thing that they're talking about all the schools are talking about is not about the safety of children from the guns, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they don't, but the biggest con is critical race theory. And this, yes. is, this is a term they have developed uh. so that people can make it seem like black people are being extra. The term didn't exist before. The critical race theory term came about in that whole Trump era right the, why are we teaching critical race theory so you make it seem like it's 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 something that's like you're trying to you indoctrinate to people and twist their minds so they come up with a term critical race theory and like oh we need to get critical race theory out of the schools so you mean to tell me what you really want is to just bend the history so you don't look like as much of a cunt as you you would you actually are exactly and you still that's are all just, it is just that's all it is i don't i don't like that with history because that's how you know and understand how you got here yeah but Susanna it's not even just with black people you know they know there are people who are Nazi deniers right Mm. they're Holocaust deniers like Mm. straight up now they want to sit on the right side of history so they're like that never happened but it's so sad it's so fucking sad hopefully we live in an age where the future is better than us I Um, I have high I hope. I don't know. The other day I saw a group of girls wearing, putting on blackface, talking about how it's Black History Month and making jokes. And they got in trouble with their school because they posted the video online. They should. Yeah. And they posted the video and they were like, um, um, it's, don't you know it's Black History Month? You know, treat me better and like making fun. And they, just... they should because you grew up in the same motherfucking, co- well, I don't know if at your school, Bullying, it's just, no, that makes you grow a thicker skin. No, bitch, that's trauma. No. That's trauma. And you can say anything about millennials and everybody after and whatever their TikToks and all this shit. This is the people that are taking the time, the ones that are consciously taking the motherfucking time to understand and solve all the motherfucking trauma that is coming from so, so far. And trying to trying to make it better. Question, not just go forward because. <laughs> as of, as, granted, as of, this is the same people. A funny side note. <laughs> they have a mannequin <laughs> with a black child. But listen, is, is he hurting anybody? No. No. 
But, you know, as a side note, this is actually kind of funny. I thought it was funny. So a friend of mine messaged me the other day, and he was, like, talking about how how sad it is something. I can't remember if it was, like, something like how sad it is that women don't want to, like, have children anymore or not be, or, like, not settle down or, like, do married life anymore. And I got on the, immediately. I didn't even let him finish. I was like, listen to me. I was like, um, y'all caused that. It was like trauma from watching our parents, our mothers do the fucking most and get nothing mm-hmm. is why you're watching a bunch of women say, no, thank you. No. I was but, like, they had to do everything. They were the generation of have it all. I was like, mm-hmm. and they're the, ge- the thing is, is that they are from a different time. So they are from a generation where you watch them. They were, it, their, their parents, their mothers before them didn't work, were housewives. Mm-hmm. They had homes and they were stable. Our generation of mothers, they were doing everything. They were working. They were going to school. Mm-hmm. They were keeping mm-hmm. a house. They were, mm-hmm. they had, they had a home that they owned, mm-hmm. either with their husband or on their own. Mm-hmm. They had it all. Did mm-hmm. they get anything in return? No. The same husband who used to make sure it had food on the table for the children were clean and fed even though they also worked a full working day that same husband still went out and cheated i was mm-hmm. like and now you have an economy of women who are like you know what i'm not gonna set myself up for that mm-hmm. and then on top of that i can't afford shit so you just have a bunch of women who are just like nah, i choose myself but they also touch another another thing there is trauma yeah you know the um talking about jane the virgin the the uh this guy the talk Raphael. I never know his name. Justin something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He, he has, has a, a podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. A good one. It's such a good podcast. Mm-hmm. And the book, he he published a book, Boys Will Be Boys. And it's like teaching boys and bringing awareness to men of all these things that you unconscious from entitlement doing. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've only caught like one episode of his show though. Anytime I um think of Jane Diversion, I always think about Rogelio instead. Rogelio. It's a beautiful day to, to be, be Rogelio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think about him. But yeah. I I, I love Rogelio. Uh, Rogelio is the best. He had a great head of hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's hot. He is hot, yeah. He's so hot. Yeah. All the motherfuckers are so hot. You know, I never thought that um, Raphael was hot. I actually also never thought Matthew or whatever his name was hot. Either. Yeah. I like Rogelio though. <laughs> but Rogelio is cute. Yeah. And she's so sensitive and purple. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> anyway. Purple right. Rogelio. All right. Let's wrap it up this week, We Susanna. are wrapping it up. What a sour episode. What the was fuck is episode. this? Everything was so heavy. The f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, be on the lookout for Tabo, eh? He and he girl, Dr. Nandi, who's not a doctor. They're still out in the streets. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll post a picture if you all see them anywhere. Even somebody who looks like them could be them because remember, she's a cosmetic doctor. But that would be so shitty. Like, I'd be like, no, bitch. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have a license. How could she do better? She obviously not good at the job. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to come away looking like much different. You think? He might just have a bigger nose or like a smaller nose. Can you imagine like yeah. I'm make you like, all do it? And lip injections. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she get like a, like a cheek implant and have him out here looking like, um, yeah. Like a, like a 
Black China. What do you? <laughs> what do you miss? What would you bring back? From when? From back in the days. Our days. Jump ups. If know anybody know where I can get jump up cereal, <laughs> oh, that's food. Jump ups. What the fuck is happening to you today, Susanna? No, 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 no. You asked me a very pointed question. I have thought about jump ups many times. Mm, okay. Not necessarily today. Okay, you see, okay, I immediately okay, had okay. an answer. Oh, okay. Jump ups was the strawberry rice cereal. So you know, like rice crispies, but imagine it strawberry flavored. Okay. And I loved jump ups. Uh, when my mother would buy cereal, I'd be like, I want jump ups. Uh, <laughs> I can't bring back anything. It would be jump sugary. ups. No, it wasn't. It was because it was rice crispy. It just had that strawberry flavor. Mm. And it had um, it had a, a, another one, which was like a UFO cereal that was like purple and green. That one was <laughs> also pretty good. But the jump ups was the best. So, <laughs> so yeah. So immediately, I know that's one of the things on my list to bring back. I can't tell you everything, but that for sure. And of course, we're assuming here we can't bring back people. Well, yeah, yeah. no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I don't know what I would bring back. Immediately, jump ups. If anybody knows where I can get jump up cereal, you make my life. I love jump ups. Do you so remember good. those lip gloss that were with the strawberry? Oh, with the, with the roller the, editor? Yes. Oh my God, I used to slather love, it. Love Disgusting. that shit. It tastes disgusting. But oh, it's so greasy. Like and you just rub it on, rub it on. I think they're bringing back lip gloss for these children. And they feel like, oh, did you see the other day? Somebody styled like a low, a wide belt, a low wide belt. And she's like, look. And you yeah, put on a belt. This bitch is walking around. Oh, look at her wide leg. No, no my friend, no. <laughs> no. No, my father used those. Eh. So you know, let them no. have whatever they have as long as they're going to, if they're going to fix, if they're going to fix our problems, you could copy anything you want. I don't care what generation comes from. I'm not even here to tell you anything. Just do better. Be better than us. Be better. And if you can be on the lookout for a man who don't look like he's supposed to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Take us away. We know nothing. So please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at Criminally Clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real. Wow. <laughs> Follow us wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those regions. Hey, remember, you might be clueless. But that's not a crime. See you next week. Maybe. See ya. See ya the next show.